Wherever cancer is, Hancock Health will fight. In any part of you and in all corners of East Central Indiana. From Indianapolis to Greenfield to Knightstown to Greensburg. From hospital rooms to family rooms, we fight. With technology and medicine. With care backed by the wisdom of Mayo Clinic. For you, for your family, and for your future in Decatur County. We fight cancer here. HancockHealth.org slash cancer. Good morning. It is Thursday, October 19th. It's five minutes after 11. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So President Biden will address the nation tonight. He's going to do this from the Oval Office, apparently. It will happen at 8 o'clock. And, of course, this comes just one day after his high-stakes visit to Israel, where many people are saying it was a complete and total disaster. While he was there, he pressed Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu to allow aid from Egypt into Gaza for the Palestinian civilians. And that, apparently, is going to take place on Friday. And so this is why this will not work, this ongoing never never-ending story saga whatever will continue because the united states just absolutely refuses to do what's necessary in a weird way it's very similar to why no matter who is elected speaker of the house which i guess they're gonna have another vote here coming up next hour mm-hmm. uh, it won't it won't matter because with the speaker of the house unless the next speaker is willing to shut the federal government down you will not even begin to get spending under control. So it doesn't matter who it is. It could be Jim Jordan. It could be Kevin McCarthy. It could be Mitch Daniels, whoever. Until the speaker is running on and wins on, I will shut the federal government down if necessary to get spending under control. Doesn't matter. Same thing here. Until the United States is simply willing to say, people are going to die in Palestine. Hamas is evil. They condone, condone and conduct terror around the world. They are propped up by the world's largest state sponsor of terror, and as such, they must be eviscerated. In order to eviscerate something, sadly, there are going to probably be casualties and suffering. Mm -hmm. Until the United States is willing to say that, as long as we attempt to intervene with, air quote, humanitarian aid, because we all know where most of that's going to end up, not in the hands of the people who need it, but it's going to end up in the hands of Hamas, who will use water lines, et cetera, to build rockets to shoot at people, this will not stop. All the U.S. has to do is just get out of the way. Just tell Israel, we got our carriers if you need us, and we're behind you 100%. Let's go. Yeah, okay, so Biden, when he was on Air Force One, he was saying that he had blunt negotiations with the president of Egypt, who, by the way, blew him off when he was over there, as well as the king of Jordan and everybody else. Total total slap in the face to him. He's totally weak. Nobody even needs to meet with him. Well, keep in mind, with Egypt, you've got Bob Menendez— who was the head of the Foreign Relations Committee, Mm -hmm. accused of acting as a foreign agent for Egypt. Mm -hmm. So uh, (laughs) this government, you know, it's frustrating, Casey, and it's frustrating at all levels, and we, we talk about this all the time. Government shouldn't be hard. It's really quite simple. The government should be doing things that regular people cannot do for themselves. So can you... For yourself, build a road? No. Can you for yourself build a sidewalk? No. Can you for yourself secure an entire community? No. Can you, you know, 
have effective water and sewer sewer lines? No. So these are all things government should be doing, right? Mm -hmm. Rob Kendall wants no government. No, there is a very small box the government should be in. It's roads, it's bridges, it's sidewalks, it's water and sewer, it's public safety. Yep. Those those things are all fine on a local level. But what do we see on a local level? It's sports stadiums and it's swimming pools pools. and it's it's athletic complexes and you know it's. All of this crap. Same thing nationally, right? Like our government should be able to function in an efficient box on a national level, which is number one, mainly national defense and securing the border of this country and the people of this country. Mm -hmm. Like above all else, that is one thing you will say, what should the federal government be doing? A robust national defense. Keep American citizens safe. In a fiscally responsible manner. And yes, and a secure border and keeping the people inside this country safe. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely without debate, without discussion. But they don't do that. Yep. They don't do that and they and they they mess up the obvious, which is if you give Hamas 100 million dollars, it's not going to help people. It's going to help Hamas. Okay, so Biden said that the president of Egypt has agreed to open the Rafah crossing gate in southern Gaza to allow 20 trucks with aid through. And who's going to be inspecting these trucks? Exactly. Big question. What's in those trucks? But Biden said, I came to get something done. I got it done. <laughs> they're going to patch the road. They're going to they're going to fix the road so that the aid can go through. And he added that if Hamas confiscates it or doesn't let it through, they're just going to confiscate it and then it'll end. It's like this bizarro thing of if I looked at you Casey and uh, said to avoid danger do not place your hand on that hot stove. And you looked at me and said, really? And I said, yes, absolutely. The only way you can burn your hand is if you place your hand on that hot stove. And then you proceeded to do the one thing that Mm -hmm. would burn your hand and then looked around afterwards and said, what the hell just happened here? Right. Why did you let me do that? Why didn't you tell me? You have to look this. This is how war works, right? This is how if you actually want to win wars, this is how it works. Israel didn't start it. You have to let Israel finish it. And finishing it does unfortunately mean that there is a high likelihood that many innocent people will probably die. That's the way war works. Israel didn't paraglide into Gaza and kill a thousand people. Hamas. Mm -hmm. They chose to do that. Did that to Israel. Mm -hmm. And you have to end it. You have to let Israel end it. Israel doesn't need more money. They don't need troops on the ground. Israel's fully capable of taking care of this themselves. But you can't have stupid crap like sending hundreds of millions of dollars of, of supplies to the people you're trying to kill. I wonder, why did he go? Why did Biden go there? Same- I mean, they're trying to paint this picture that he is this humanitarian and he's going there to try and help peace come along. Part of me thinks he went there so it would look good for re-election. Well, he did. He tried to look good. He, and so he went for a couple of reasons. Number one, it's the same reason he went to Maui. He had he had to go. He didn't want to go. He had to go. They don't want him to go anywhere because we see what happens. He fumbles and, his way through. Right. And then you get him making just ridiculous statements mm-hmm. like Gaza needs to, or the Hamas rather needs to learn to shoot when we're talking about rockets, yeah. which is, I mean, obviously learning to shoot would mean shoot at Israel. Um, same thing of he couldn't, they didn't want him to go to Maui because, or Maui, uh, 
Yeah. Yeah, Maui, sorry. Because he makes a statement like, hey, yeah, okay, so you My kitchen caught on fire. Yeah, your kid may be buried in a rubble, but hey, my I almost mm-hmm. lost a car one time. Mm-hmm. So they don't want him to go. He has to go. And the other part that he's dealing with, and we played the clip earlier, you have lunatic people like Rashida Tlaib who are the base of the Democrat Party who hate Israel and are all on the side of Hamas. And so he's trying to do this juggling act of, well, I must do something for the, for the, air quote, Palestine. Of course, it's Hamas to make the crazy people happy. Yet I can't be for Hamas because mm-hmm. obviously, overwhelmingly, Americans are in support of Israel. Yeah. And, he, and it just makes it worse. All he did, yes, he just made it worse. All he did was inflame their region and get people more upset here in this country. And foreign policy, he is awful at it. He has proven that time and time again, over and over and over. Don't you think it's because foreign policy is the thing you have the least amount of control over? That's why Trump was the best at it. Trump Look, certainly since Reagan, and I think you might even be able to say, including Reagan, Trump had the best foreign policy credentials of any Republican, or or not just Republican, but president, period, post-World War II. Well, I mean, look at the Abraham Accords. He had them talking and getting along and moving in the same direction towards maybe not continual peace, but... Not what we're seeing today, not Hamas. Yeah, and so what I mean by that is domestic stuff you can't obviously control. You need the House, you need the Senate, but it's easier to work within the confines of your own government because still with the majority of elected people, even if they don't actually share the values, they share the value of being reelected, and so they got to fake it. So there are certain guardrails that we kind of start within when we're trying to negotiate, whether it's tax reform, spending reform, whatever. When you do, when you have foreign policy, there are no guardrails, right? There, we have nothing in common with Iran. We have very little, you know, in common with with uh, even Saudi Arabia. I mean, now Saudi Arabia wants to adapt into Western culture, but in terms of how they actually view things, they give on things in order to get more acceptance. But where they're actually at, we don't have that. And that's why Trump is so effective because he's so damn charismatic and charming when he wants to be. Mm-hmm. I know. I've spent time you know, alone in a room with him. The and guy, it was a great dream. They would, they, thank you. Did you know I once interviewed the president of the United States? It was Casey? a great dream. And it's what he said. His mm-hmm. words, not mine. Yeah. I, it's hard to argue with him. Right. But, and, and he actually, and look, you know, I don't want to get off on a tangent, but he did say he wished every interview <laughs> could be just like that, that mm-hmm. I knew what was going on. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to argue, you know, about that. But the point is he shined on foreign policy because he is incredibly bright. He is good with people when well, he wants to Well, it's like be. he said when he was in Iowa, my personality would have yes, kept, would have stopped absolutely. this. And he's right. Absolutely. And as critical as we are of Trump on the spending stuff, he absolutely deserves all the praise in the world for his foreign policy. He was phenomenal on foreign policy. I've been hearing some chirping now about Iraq popping up as well. And of course, we have soldiers over there. But let's get well, through. Don't, yeah, don't threaten the uh, our military industrial complex with mm-hmm. a good time, Casey. Let's get through some of this audio. Um, this is a lot of Biden not sounding great. Here he is uh, saying he's going to give Hamas $100 million more of our money for, quote, humanitarian assistance. Today, I'm also announcing $100 million in new U.S. funding for humanitarian assistance in both Gaza Mm -hmm. and the West Bank. Mm -hmm. So if you asked him right now, like if you were able to walk up to him and say, Mr. President, where will that $100 million be going specifically? Mm -hmm. And what 
guardrails slash accountability measures do you have in place There'd to ensure those people that right you're exactly he wouldn't know yep. and he and there are there are none yes you're right for Kate. some reason we always like to give money to people who hate us no strings attached all right here he is uh saying that same bizarre thing here's here's what's your foreign policy mr president don't my, me- my message to any state or any other hostile actor thinking about attacking israel remains the same as it was a week ago don't don't, don't. Okay, so so my question to you, Casey, because he said this this exact phrase multiple times. Mm-hmm. His uh, general, his, his war monk, war mongers, I mean generals or uh, mm-hmm. lackeys, have, whatever you want to call them, um, have said this. Don't or what? Well, Scott Pelley had to fill in the blank for him when he was on sixty Minutes. I think that that he was speaking directly to Iran, knowing that he was going to be over in the region, just saying, don't while I'm over here. Keep it clean. Um, But what did they do? They one word. They got it down to one word. That's all he had to remember. So inspirational. Our president can handle one word. You know what it reminds me of what you just said there? There's a famous scene in Caddyshack where before they get ready to play the big golf match at the end, they decide that uh, Brian Brian Doyle Murray, who is Bill Murray's brother in real life, mm-hmm. is a character in Caddyshack. He runs the caddy, the actual Caddyshack. And uh, they pick him to be the referee of the big golf match at the end. And, and Rodney Dangerfield hands him like a $20 bill and goes, hey, keep it fair, keep it fair. And he goes oh, no, I can't accept that, and then just takes the money and walks away. Like, that is that is Biden to Iran. Mm-hmm. Uh, keep it fair, keep it fair, and giving them the money as they're walking away, just laughing like, you delusional old fool. It is 18 minutes after 11. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Good morning. It is 1122. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So it's been a long time coming, but... Beth Holloway finally knows what happened to her daughter, Natalie, in Aruba back in 2005. This is something that I think everybody knew, but the exact way in which it took place Mm -hmm. has long remained a mystery, and that is Jordan Vandersloot, Mm -hmm. who is now 36 years old. So, man, he was was 18 or something at the time. I think this happened. uh, Killed Natalie Holloway, and he pled guilty. Um in Birmingham, Alabama, uh, to wire wire fraud and extortion charges. And as part of the deal, he had to tell how he did the killing. Yeah, what he did. So Natalie went missing. She was on a high school graduation trip in Aruba, and he confessed to it that he used a cinder block to pretty much bludgeon her to death and then dumped her body in the Caribbean. Yeah, so he... Um, I mean, obviously, correct me if I'm wrong, di- didn't he go to jail or was arrested for another... Mm-hmm. Uh, In Peru. Yeah, that's right. Now, did he actually do time He's, for that? He he is doing time. Yes, okay. He was brought back to the United States for this indictment. Yes. And he attempted to get $250,000 from yes. Natalie's mom yeah. in exchange. Like, she wanted to know how her daughter 
died. Yeah. And he tried to pretty much blackmail her and say, hey, you give me $250,000, I'll tell you. Yeah. So they brought him back to the U.S. He was found guilty on these wire fraud charges and extortion. And he's going to go back to Peru do more time for a crime that he committed there. And if he does the full 20 years, I guess he won't be serving time back in the U.S. So he, uh, I mean, again, this guy is just a, a total monster and a psycho and, um, you know, has now killed multiple women. Mm-hmm. I mean, should never be free ever again. It looks like he may end up you know, depending on how this all shakes out, getting back into society as a relatively, uh, relatively young person. Um, and that's, uh, that's awful because there are two families who are without their daughters. Now, look, everybody's free to raise their kids, you know, kind of however they want in terms of as long as you fit inside the law abiding box of society. But if you let your kids go on these trips to other countries, I'm sorry, that that's not great parenting. And I'll never let my kid do this. I don't care chaperoned or otherwise, because unless it's one chaperone per person, mm-hmm. and even then, I'm not letting my kid out of my sight because this, by all accounts, was a was a very well versed girl Mm -hmm. she was a very polite girl she was a very good girl and uh, she ended up dead yeah she may have been a little bit too trusting and gullible well i I think the trend now though with these spring break and these high school trips is that they become family affairs and the parents go and you know I'll, i'll take my kids and maybe some of my kids friends as well well and you know look again everybody's free to raise their kids in a law-abiding society as long as they behave in a law-abiding fashion however they want i'm just saying that we hear too many of these stories and it's one thing to go as a family but again casey one of the reasons this took so long was the total lack of help productive help Mm -hmm. why don't we say it like that from the other countries yes that they that this family got Mm -hmm. i mean hey my kid goes missing well now you've got to deal with another country right which is a hassle period then you've got to have another country who you've got a prominent person in terms of the vandersons because wasn't his dad a judge Mm -hmm. isn't that right so they weren't helping at all and it's just another it's another reason and we laugh about it but this is not why don't leave the country casey like I just things like this, I see these things, and it's like, what if something happened to you or your loved ones or whatever? I just, it's just, a, it's a mess. It's a mess, and I'm so glad they got the answers. But gosh darn it, 18 years is way too long, Casey. Yeah. So a judge sentenced him to 20 years in a federal prison, but first he's got to go to Peru to complete serving time there for the murder of another person. If he serves more than 20 years there in Peru, they're not going to have him return to the U.S. to finish his sentence for extortion and wire fraud here, but. Thankfully for those uh, that mom, she knows the truth and what happened, and hopefully she'll get some closure from it. Hey, did you see that uh, the uh, 30-year fixed mortgage rate just hit 8% for the first time since 2000? <laughs> so I did um, the math. I do this every says each time I see the mortgage rates mm-hmm. go up. So I did the math on what my house would cost me now same house same price same down payment same mm-hmm. everything mm-hmm. $600 more a month is what it would cost really? I mean nothing changing just hey we're just plugging new numbers in 
and it would be $600 more. That includes taxes, insurance, everything, $600 a, a month. Yeah, well, if you were buying a $400,000 home with 20% down, it would be $1,000 more than it was two years ago. So, yeah, that sounds right, 600 I'm, more. Yeah, the, I mean, the, the um, they are they because the government caused this and the government continues to cause this with their just disgusting display of spending they are pricing people out of the ability to live Mm -hmm. and just to bring our show full circle today one of the things that really gets me sideways we had brian jessen on last hour about this ridiculous city of atlantis they're trying to build in brownsburg if they didn't build that the tax rate in town would be cut in half because they have bonds that are about to fall off. And their justification is, well, the taxes, they're not, the rates aren't going to go up because we're just reestablishing those bonds but for a pool. And wh- when I sent my letter to these guys, which will be ignored in the order in which it is received, mm-hmm. I said, look, you have people who are getting crushed on their property taxes property right taxes. now. Mm-hmm. And you this may be a state-created issue, but you have the ability to help solve it right now. And what are you doing? You're going to spend all that money that can help all those people on something that 20% of the town is going to use. And but so the spending issue is everywhere. It's certainly the federal government, it's certainly the state government, and it's certainly our local communities. Irresponsible spending is what is driving this inflation. Well, the money's there, we might as well spend it. Heaven forbid you give it back to the people just once, Casey. <laughs> Heaven forbid. It is 11:29 and we've got some voicemails coming up next from 93 WIBC. It's time to hear from you. Kendall and Casey present Voicemails. Brought to you by QC Kinetics for non-surgical regenerative medicine treatments at 317-559-PAIN. I'm so sorry you have just reached I'm sorry. my answer. I know this is your time to talk. But what I are just, you laughing at? I just saw a headline on Wish TV. You want to share it? Yeah, yeah, sure. Why not? This is where we're at in our society. Who's your women call to end tampon tax? Oh, yeah. That's the thing. That's going on. I, they were trying that in Michigan when I lived there. I don't know if it ever passed or not. Why can't we just end... Why do we like, like? Why are we? Just, why are we just picking things? Mm-hmm. Like this is the problem, Casey. Well, as long as I get mine, mm-hmm. screw you. I'm sure you'd like to end diaper tax. Yeah, at this no point. kidding. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's a lot of taxes. I just anyway, I saw that. And I just the headline made me chuckle. Three one seven six eight four eight four four four. That's the phone number if you'd like to contribute with voicemails. We got a, quite a few, and you know what, Rob? I have to say yes. that there were plenty of voicemails that we could not air because we are governed by the federal. Communications Commission, and there are certain words that we are not allowed to broadcast. Well, we warned someone about their behavior recently, and they didn't listen to us, mm-hmm. and so we'll be uh, having a conversation with someone else here in the near future. If this were a podcast, we could play all the potty mouth we wanted to, but since it's a broadcast, yeah. we yep. cannot. So if you want to get on the air with us, just make sure you keep your language clean, and that's all I'll say about that. All right, we start off, you, were, uh, you took Tuesday off, yeah, right. right? Somebody had a comment about you being gone rob you cannot leave us for four weeks the skies will open tears will fall please do not go on vacation for four weeks have a good day 
So what he's saying is I have 23 mm-hmm. days of vacation to use. Now, Kev mm-hmm. thinks he's read the handbook forward and backward, and I can take five of those days and roll them over. Yeah, there's a maximum of 40 hours okay. that you can roll over into the next year. Don't you love Kev's assertion and professionalism mm-hmm. in his assertion? I love that, Kev. Yeah, you're, you're, it's part of my job. Thank you. I don't, you. Casey knows I don't read anything. So No, and I believe him when he says that. Like, he sounds like he researched Well, it. I've got to yeah. figure out, make sure that's ironclad. So then we'll say 18 days. Mm-hmm. So that's really still most of December when you factor in christmas and my birthday and whatever so Mm -hmm. uh that's maybe where i'm leaning but i think you should feel very good because our listeners don't want you to leave them well look you know we bond together and whether you listen because you hate (laughs) me or you listen because you love me you all count the same on my check so thank you i love you all the same all right we also got a call from somebody who wanted to comment about biden giving hamas a hundred million (laughs) dollars more uh money for humanitarian assistance hey uh Love your show. The president announced that he's going to give a hundred, what a hundred million dollars humanitarian aid to Gaza, and then he claimed that he's a friend of Israel. So Israel has cut off all humanitarian stuff for for Gaza. All the water, electricity, everything's cut off. All the food and everything. I would think if I was a friend of Israel. I would announce I've got $100 million that I can put in there when you people get rid of Hamas, when you get rid of the terrorists, then you'll get this aid. Then I will help you. I stand with Israel completely. I believe that's what what probably should have been done. It wouldn't surprise me if this thug president didn't uh, twist his arm and say, you're not getting any help unless we can do this. Because I have to appease the squad. I have to appease the terrorists I got into Congress. Okay, so he's talking more like a reconstruction plan versus current. Yeah, the problem is, though, we how many times have we tried that? Mm-hmm. Now, I'm with this guy. Totally, we shouldn't be giving you know, Hamas any more money. But we've, we've tried this, and it never... How did Iraq end up mm. working out? Yeah. I mean, reconstruction mm-hmm. just doesn't, it's not what we do. Our military are trained killing machines. That is what our military is designed to do. Seek, kill, destroy, get out. When you ask them to do other things, this nation building or humanitarian or whatever, we don't do that well. It's not what we're trained to do, and they shouldn't be. Well, and that's what war is. If you're, if you're going to go into it, you have to go in to win. Yeah. All right, Kevin, can we skip down to the one called Brown? And um, somebody called you. You went to Brown County on your day off, yeah. and uh, somebody called and had another option oh. for you to consider. Great. Listening to your show, and Rob, I cannot believe you wasted your day off going to Brown County. I agree. Now <laughs> that thing is there year round. Yep, agree. You can go anytime down to Brown County mm-hmm. to look at those shops. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, in my opinion. And, of course, opinions are like rear ends. Everybody's got one, and they all stink. Mm -hmm. But my opinion is you should have come over to Park County to the Covered Bridge Festival. Oh, no. Now, there you got three (laughs) or four different places you can go. Uh And the kicker is you can come down, go to Rockville, drop the little lady off with with the baby in the stroller, (laughs) and then go on down the road to the... uh, to the Park County Fairgrounds and play nine holes of golf yeah. 
for fifteen dollars with the cart. That's good. At deal. least that's what it is on a regular day. Really it might be a little bit more now. Yeah. <laughs> but it's nine holes of golf. Two hours later, you're happy. The yep. little lady's happy. Mm-hmm. Everybody wins, <laughs> and you didn't waste the day. That's my opinion. Like I said, yeah, about opinions. But anyway, have a great day. You guys keep up the good work. Thank you for the uh, service you provide. Bye bye. Uh, that was a great idea. That's a phenomenal deal, actually. Mm-hmm. Fifteen, uh, eighteen, uh, nine holes with a cart for fifteen dollars. Now, let me be—I thought it was clear on this yesterday. Yeah. I had no say <laughs> in any of this. This was not your day. It was not your special day. My wife pushed out <laughs> my baby mm-hmm. with no uh, medication or anything. So the trade-off was you did that. I give you a day where I pretend to be interested <laughs> she got a day. in whatever you want to do. Now, had I had my druthers on my day off, first of all, I would have been here. because Then I would have 24 days to take off. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would have been totally liquored up on my couch watching sports. Mm-hmm. But just like everything else in my life, Casey, nothing's about me anymore. You made that trade when you said, I do. There, there is no Dana, only Zool. There is no Rob, only Dad. Mm-hmm. Abdul's going to join us next. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. It is the Kendall and Casey Show. I'm Rob Casey's here. No, I can't think of a better way to wrap up the show today. He's an author. He's a broadcaster. He's a provocateur. He is the owner and author and publisher of IndiePolitics.org. Abdullah Kibshabaz, hello. And not wearing a suit this morning. Yeah, no court today. <laughs> well, I'll uh, take a court later this afternoon. <laughs> um, by the way, can I just say this? You are in... Um, you're in so many of my Facebook memories. <laughs> you notice that too lately. I, it's like every day, you have a memory with Abdullah Keep Shabazz. And I say this as a compliment, and you'll take it as one. Brother, you were really fat. <laughs> Look at how skinny Aww. you are now. Well, no, I, uh, there's a uh, picture... Uh, about four years ago, I did Henry the Fourth for Andy Barclays. Yeah, I remember uh, that. I, I looked at it like, oh my god, all that weight. You look so. You look like a million darn dollars. Like, a, and they got fifty cents to rub together, <laughs> as my mother would say. That's not fat. That's just comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I can say fat because one time Abdul, not too long ago, came up to me and goes, "Man, I was so fat." Yes. Um, speaking of people who may be looking at the past and not happy with what they did or said, <laughs> Victoria Sparks. What a segue. She is, uh, see, that's why I get paid the big bucks. Mm-hmm. Victoria Sparks, is, has she lost it? Uh, I, first of all, love Victoria to death. Known her, known her for years. However, I I think she needs to sit down with her, with her people, her staff people, and come with a more consistent message. Uh, to the issue with the Speaker of the House. Yeah. At first, she was uh, against McCarthy, and she was for him. Then she was for Jim, Jim Jordan. Then she was against Jim Jordan. Then she was going to run. She was going to run. Then she was going to run again. It's all right. Let me make uh, sure. It's, 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 it's confusing, it's, Abdul. The word you're looking I've, for is confusing. I've seen more. I've seen fewer flip flops at the International House of Pancakes. Yeah. So <laughs> let's make sure I got the timeline right on this. We talked about this with Merritt earlier. So she was against and for McCarthy at the same time and then voted present, then spent basically seven or eight months being mad at the stuff McCarthy was doing, then didn't vote to get rid of McCarthy, then voted for Jim Jordan in the conference, then voted against Jim Jordan on the floor, 
and then yesterday voted for Jim Jordan on the floor. And here in a little bit, I guess we'll find out what she's going to do on day three. I mean, that is erratic behavior from an elected official, is it not? It is. It is inconsistent. Is is what it is. Now it's one thing that if uh, if facts change on the ground, because I've always been a firm believer that. You should never use never use terms like always and never because facts can always change. And so if the facts change and the situation should yeah. change as well. However, the facts really haven't changed, you know, all that much. Now, now it's one thing to say if, if a majority of the caucus goes a certain way, then you then you tend to vote with the caucus. That's that was Greg Pence's uh, sort of logic and rationale. He voted against him, voted, voted against him in the, in the caucus, but the caucus made a decision, so he's going to go with the caucus decision. That's one thing, but but. And, and and you notice Pence has had uh, had fewer. He has been he hasn't been accused of flip flopping. He's like, hey, I, I made my vote in the caucus. The caucus went a different way. I'm going with the caucus. He, That's he, it. Yeah, he he has he has been accused of being terrible at his job, which he is, but he has not been accused of flip flopping. You are correct. That is right. He's and so a- so so for Victoria, I think. Maybe that should have been the same approach, which is like, hey, I didn't vote for you in conference, but hey, that's the way the caucus went, so we're going to vote for what the caucus decision is supposed to this sort of you know, ping pong, you know, back and forth. She tweeted out yesterday, I voted for Jim Jordan this time, and she said it was because of the inspiring speech that Tom Cole gave, but then she said, we have to get back and have an organizational meeting to hash everything out. What does that mean, organizational meeting? That means the caucus needs to figure out what the blank they're doing mm-hmm. is, is, is what they need to do because the first of all to blame democrats on this whole dysfunction is completely ridiculous yeah, democrats agreed. are in the minority they agreed. only got 212 votes agreed republicans have 217 the the fact that uh you've been so factionalized and so marginalized all these different sort of competing mafia mafia families yeah. all shoot it's like watching the godfather <laughs> at the end of the movie all these, all these guys shoot each other that's your problem you people need to go and figure out what's going on uh, and, and, and and for people to say that this this threat that hey do you want the democrats to to to, to, to pick the speaker like no the gang of eight well no offense but the gang of eight voted with the democrats to get rid of the speaker in the first place Consistency is a horrible thing in politics. It really is. Abdul is our guest. Uh, very quickly, before we get to Mike Pence, uh, the date has been set in the John Rust lawsuit. That will be November the 1st. John Dietrich is a Marion County Superior Court judge. We'll hear the case. John Rust suing to get on the ballot for U.S. Senate. He's suing Diego Morales, the Indian Election Commission, and Jackson County Republican Party Chairman Amanda Lowry as the defendants, according to Indiana Capital Chronicle. Uh, like I've said, I have no idea what Rust's views are. Don't know. Look forward to learning them i am cheering for him to be on the ballot because if you are forced to pay to uh for someone to conduct their elections then you as a person who's forced to pay should get to be a part of it i think you agree with me on this yep exactly and the thing is uh judge Dietrich is actually a really good judge uh very straightforward right down the middle uh calls the balls calls the strikes and i, I think he'll be a good judge and all this I, I do think though that john russ has a case as opposed to a couple of years ago where they didn't have standing to because the, the election deadline yeah the primary had already already passed yeah and if and the one thing i found about courts is if that if uh, if judges can tend to not make a decision on the merits but on procedure they'll go with the procedural issue not the meritorious issue yeah so this one's a little bit different because the primary is only what eight months away it- and, and, and I, I guess I look at it like seeing these Republicans whine about John Rust. It's like you guys are admitting you're too inept to run your elections 
on your own. So you need John Russ money, but then John Russ says, okay, you're going to take my money. I'd like to be a part of the process. Oh, no, 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 no. We can't have that. I mean, it just makes these Republicans who are whining about this look silly. And, and the thing is, too, to keep it, to keep in mind is, and like you, had, you and I have talked before, you, you got to have guardrails on, on your election process. Otherwise, your election ballot looks like a CVS pharmacy receipt, yeah. which is like 10 pages <laughs> yeah. long, or, or an Italian ballot, <laughs> and a vote for Italian parliament. With, with that said, however, to me, if, if, you can, if you can get the signatures, file the paperwork, then you should be able to run, mm-hmm. period. This, this good standing thing to me makes no sense. So Jim Banks has nearly twice as much money as John Rust. And the, and the, and the uh, campaign contributions to the bank, but Rust is also mm-hmm. a bajillionaire. So Rust can self-fund. Yeah, if Rust gets on the ballot, he's going to... It wouldn't surprise me if he spends $10 million if he gets on the ballot. I, I don't know how rich he actually is, but if he spent $1.6 already, he's got it to lose. Well, it's like it's like I jokingly tell rich politicians, is this how you want to spend your children's inheritance? <laughs> <laughs> hey, before we let you go, Mike Pence, and you know this breaks my heart, Abdul. He's having a lot of trouble with money. Uh, 1.2 million cash on hand, 600,000 in debts, according to Politico. I believe it was Adam Wren who had the story over there. Uh, why is Pence done so bad? Uh, because Donald Trump, hey, number one, Donald Trump sucks all the oxygen out of the room. Uh, number two, uh, he's he's got he's he's a crowded field. He's got Ron DeSantis. He's got yeah. Chris Christie. He's got Nikki Haley, and Mike does not necessarily excite people. Yeah, right. On stage, he doesn't have that. He doesn't have that excitable personality. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think I think all those factors come into play, and the fact also I think that Trump is a big deal. Why why have Trump light when I can have Trump? Is he is the there was a, there was a time where Mike Pence was people looked at Mike Pence and said he could be the standard bearer for the Republican Party. That was fifteen ish years ago even maybe 10 years ago politics has just changed and he really hasn't kept up with it like a guy who gives great speeches and is a decent looking dude that just doesn't work anymore that's not the key to being the standard bearer for your party and he just hadn't kept up with the times mike is too nice for republican primary voters yeah yeah do you think he regrets getting in well, whether he regrets or not, he's in now. So well, now, I know, now, but now I mean, stuck with it. Well, we were talking about state house happenings, though. Other than when he was Trump's vice president in 2020, he's I, he's never lost an election in in 20 plus years. Let me put it this way: I think Karen regrets. Yeah, there <laughs> yeah, there we go. That's Which means he'll regret it. When's he going to get out? <laughs> I would say if Pence is not coming, I think he stays in through Iowa. If he does not uh, place at least, in, he does. He, if he doesn't make at least third place in Iowa, he's done. Yeah, that'd be a shame. Um, by shame, I mean not a shame at all. Hey, what's coming up this uh, Saturday on the uh, award-winning Abdul at Large? IU football. Oh boy, you're not working. <laughs> IU football this is this weekend and next weekend. What a surprise! What a surprise! Uh, all right, what's going on at Indy? politics.org anything we need to know about uh yes there's a new cheat sheet probably coming out this weekend Uh, and i took a look at uh i got some word about the chamber's endorsement oh of jefferson of of joe hogson over jefferson shreve and there's something kind of odd going on that I'm going to spend the next couple days trying to get all the paperwork together to put in the next cheat sheet. I love it. It's the best $50. You'll, oh, it's more than $50. No, it's the best money, however much it is, that you'll spend at any given time. Get all the juicy rumor, gossip, and innuendo before anybody else. Get your cheat sheet subscription. IndiePolitics.org. Abdullah Kim Shabazz. Thank you. And thank you. And that's going to do it for us today. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Kevin. And thank you for listening. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.